So I pay my children's school fees first. There are things also that may not be my children's school fees. It may have to do with the preaching of the gospel. I told you one day a brother came. I never met him. He didn't come call us on the phone. He said, this thing pastor is preaching. I want them to hear it in my state. So he travels to his state. Negotiated with the radio station. Talking with Inca all the while. So Inca said, how long did you pay for? He said, I paid for the whole year so that I won't have to remember. Why? He said, my people should hear it. Give them money for one complete year. And walked away. You see what I'm talking about, Christianity? So for him, he's like, this is important. He's not about having shown the shade. No. This is important. We Christians are like that. We have to learn to prioritize by faith. When I say by faith, is that faith is not just about I'm claiming. No. Faith, I will talk about it. Faith is I'm responsible. I said, both in Hebrew and in Greek, there is no difference between the word faith and faithfulness. There's no difference. It's the same word that sometimes they call faith, other times they call faithfulness. That's why God said, when I'm talking about increase, increase of his kingdom, that's why God was angry with the Israelites at the time. He said, all of you run to build your panel houses. Emphasis on panels. Luxury. It was not as if, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a house. I'm just saying you are building panel houses when the house of God was lying in ruins. Panel houses. You are doing POP ceiling. <laughs> Granite tiles. Jacuzzi in your bathrooms. Yet, the neighbor, your village has not heard the gospel. I can say, which kind of madness is this? Last time you went home, you saw a young man there preaching the gospel. He's the only person that came to your area to come and tell them the truth. I know I, there are some kinds of encouragement that is very ungodly. You walk up to the young man and shake his hand and say, Oh, you mean you came from Lagos and came to this our small place? God bless you. Hallelujah. Hey, we are praying for you. Honestly, I'm looking for words for you. Okay, I, I'm trying to be nice, is it? Let me summarize. You're very wicked. Why should you be praying for him? Leave prayer for other people. This work has been shared how. They are prayer warriors. They are really not very rich. If they have too much money, they won't pray effectively. So God keeps them. No. I know what I'm saying. Some people that always pray, God says, leave that one to pray. If he leaves the house, he'll cause trouble. Leave him there to pray. So God removes transport money, removes DSTV money, removes, he has nothing else to do but pray. Be praying there. Well, you, you're not a prayer warrior. You're a cash warrior. Before you criticize people, make sure you have done your portion. Before you criticize, do your portion. Listen, let me quickly give you a word of God to prevent you from being judged. Before you open your mouth and say, all these pastors, all they are looking for is money, make sure you are giving some of them money. Before you open your mouth and talk that nonsense. Otherwise, you are bringing for judgment for yourself. Because if a man is hungry, he's clear in the scriptures, he will steal. Many pastors are stealing because they are hungry. I'm not saying stealing is right. 
but don't participate in making them hungry. So that young man has come to your village to come and do, you know, do, do ministry. And you discover that he's there. It, what you need is not to go and donate money in another idol center so that they can announce on Sunday. Our son came from Lagos. He gave us one million. Uh, everybody clean our car. Oh, you. <laughs> this is why your car would, would just knock on, on, on the Onicha Bridge. It's, it's anger. God, people think God doesn't get angry. He does. He doesn't like getting angry, but occasionally it will provoke him to anger. He's slow to anger. So it will take you, he will have driven for eight kilometers, uh, sorry, for eight hours before he blows the gasket. Slow to anger. Because if he was quick to anger, he would burn that car in front of your church in the village. He looked at the young man and said, what do you need? I mean, the young man left the comfort of the city and to come and preach to your community. Where do you live? You see it, ah, no, you should, we can do this place better. You buy him a new bed, do a few things. Say, please, oh, if you need anything, let me know. Meanwhile, uh, no, just sort him out in a, in a little way. So at least when the man gets up in the morning to preach, he knows God is with him. That's how we Christians behave. That's why we don't, I, we don't need anybody to come and be coming and say, baby, using gimmicks to get money out of our pockets. That's what I'm just trying to explain to believers. Let's get it. Let's get it clear. I know why I went to all of that. Listen, I was saying something earlier. In the same manner, if we see our lives as a mission, if God gives you, maybe he opens a door for you. You know, some people will be tightening on bank loan. You took bank loan, now you are paying tight on it. You know, some people behave so stupidly. Bank gives you loan, and you pay a tight on it. Are you mad? You know, idolatry. You know, they just believe that. I mean, they give you advance work for contract. You got a contract for 50 million, and they paid you advance 10 million. You tight on it. You are stupid. Is it your money? One young man came here. This was years ago. I was sitting here. He was having problems. He and his father. Trouble. So he finished talking, talking. Finally, I said, oh boy, come. I suspect you use your school fees to do crusade in the village. He said, yes, sir. I said, you should go to jail. <laughs> the boy looked at me. Are you a real man of God? You know, he didn't say it to the boy in his face. I said, if you're a civil servant, you will be arrested and tried for misappropriation of funds. I said, do you work? He said, no. Who gave you the money? He said, my father. I said, your father sent you to the bosser. Is that not so? I said, like me, give you money now. Please let me go to the bookshop and buy um, Triumphant Church by Kenny Higgin. You reach road. See one man preaching, praise the Lord. Somebody give an offering right now. Say, sir, I was moved. Now I give her your offering. Your money. Listen. As for giving to that man, I have no problem. But my money. I don't know. I don't know. You know, Christians, you know the problem they have? They believe that if a man of God doesn't bless that money, it will not prosper. That is idolatry. What's wrong with you kneeling down in your house and asking God's favor 
on your business. Now, this is something I didn't say. You know that when we hear them say you don't want Christians to give, they only if you want to defraud them. That's when you have a problem. What I'm saying. I believe that Christians should give. I believe that one day I will sit down, and over the course of about 24 months, 12 people will hand me one billion naira each for the preaching of the gospel. I believe it. Brethren like you, they give. I believe totally in it. That is the work of God. It's the will of God. We keep TBN to stay on air at the time they were spending a million dollars every day to preach the gospel. It's not free, it's not cheap. I believe Christians should be givers. However, they should not be idolaters. They should not think that if a man of God does not collect a portion of my money, it will not increase. They should be faithful. They should be generous. They should locate what God gave them to do and they should do it. The fact is, is listen, the responsibility for sustaining the preaching of the gospel relies on all of us, but some people carry a higher weight of it than other people. So, Nebaka, I said something the other day, I was watching him on TV. I was impressed. He said the first one million naira he made in the 80s, not today. In the 80s, Naira was still exchanging for like between one and four Naira to the dollar. I'm not sure I reached ten Naira at that time. So the first one million Naira he made, he gave out everything. He said, God, this is the first time I'm making a million Naira. That's what I'm talking about, first fruits, you know? Just, oh, it's my first time of making a million. He gave out everything. By himself. Christians are givers. Somebody say amen. amen. But I'm just explaining the principle here. We are not afraid. Nobody is forcing us to do anything. We have our faith in God and we are responsible and we are portioned things appropriately. Please go and read my book, Grace to Prosper and How to Work for God. Now, I want everybody to read it. Please, read How to Work for God and Grace to Prosper. I explain these things inside. How we Christians handle money. Let me summarize it. We, there's food, seed for the sower, and there's bread for food. What is seed for the sower? Any money you give out that you don't consume. That's what we call seed for the sower. God gives seed for the sower and bread for food. Any money that God gives to you, that's how it comes. Seed for the sower is the one you give out. It includes the one you give for the preaching of the gospel. You give to a ministry. You give to a preacher. You give to your pastor. That's part of seed for the sower. But God is not only in those people. It includes the one you use to help the needy. You must help people who are needy. Every Christian must do that. You must honor your parents. I don't care whether your father is Dangote or not. You should be eating one day and say, this one came from my son. He should finish dressing up, look at himself in the mirror and say, my son put this one on me. I don't care how rich he is. Every Christian does that and does it regularly. I don't care. That is, even if your father is hotel when you are going home, you don't go empty-handed. It is only children that are not planning to be blessed by God that only go to their parents to collect. Every time, collect. Say, why? My father is rich. You know what you have said? His son is poor. That is you. <laughs> you prophesy poverty. Say that, my father, I will never reach his level. 
You finish school, you're working, and every time you go home, you still grab. You don't take something when you're going and say, Daddy, uh, we brought this one from Enugu. Mommy, we brought this one from Enugu. He said, but I don't have. Go and buy mangoes and take home. Buy pineapples. Buy your small money. Your father must eat from it if you want it to grow. Yes. And there's bread for food. What is bread for food? Bread for food is that you too, you must eat. You are walking, your shirt is torn. What's wrong with you? Buy a new one. Stop walking around and see the problems of this earth are only on your head. No, it's not right. That shirt you are buying is the work of God. I hope you are getting my point. Don't think as if, no, this one is not. It is the work of God. If you don't wear a decent shirt, the Lord will be, de- will be unhappy with you. It is important to him that you eat as much as it is important to him that you give. It's seed for the sower and bread for food. That's how we Christians spend money. And we are not afraid of tomorrow. You have not eaten today. And it's not funny. You are owing your landlord. You haven't paid. You said you are saving for the rainy day. So owing your landlord, you don't think it's raining. <laughs> that is a snowy day, in case you don't know. It's more than raining. Snow is falling. Please, I hope you are getting my point. We are not afraid of tomorrow. Economic hardship doesn't scare us. People say, save all for your children's education. I don't believe a word of it. If I walk by faith and I walk with God, if God has to create universities from each of my children separately, he will. That's what faith is about. I leave tomorrow in his hands. Oh God, I hope you have been blessed. At least, at least you are getting some clarification. If you have questions, ask me after I will answer. Trust me, I will. But please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Now, I went to all of this. I know where I began from. I wasn't emphasized to us that each person has what? A ministry. Yes. All of us must see our jobs, our lives, I wanted to say, as a ministry. Now, where I went on the tangent and I began to talk about money was I made a statement. There are times God will give you money. Say this, five million naira used to open that cassava processing plant. If you give offering from it, me and you will have problems. So, did you hear what I said? God will say to you simply, I have priced it. <laughs> this is the price of the miller. Abi, is that what they call the milling machine? The conveyor belt, the pressing one, the incubator for the this, this one for that. Total is 4.1. 900,000 is for installation and salaries for the first three months. That one, unless somebody is near death, you don't give him a dime from that money. Why? He said, the fellow, give me time. When this thing starts producing, all of us will eat it. I like what the pastor said once. He said, many pastors have collected the economic advancement of their members as offerings. They have made the people give by force. Now everybody is poor. Everybody is now broke. Not because God can't multiply money, but the means by which he wanted to multiply it, they have eaten it. They should have been patient. They should have just waited and said, okay, don't worry. Expand that your, your workshop. You're a mechanic. Expand the workshop. 
One of my friends, a pastor in Abba, a man came to see him for prayer. He said, he was looking through the window. He saw them arranging money. Money is good, amen? If you give me an offering, believe me, I'll pray extra for you. Yeah, I'm being honest. But when the man came, the man came to see him because he was broke. So when he finished counseling the man, he now brought, that, that one now, they now brought out money to give him. He, not, he looked at the envelope and said, don't worry. He told the man, listen, okay, I'm lending you the money. Go and use it. He said, when your business has increased, you can bring money. That time I will, like, I will collect it. Because he had heard the man's story. He knew the man was broke. But the man just believed that for you to collect blessing, you must drop money. That's why God, um, Elijah, looked at the time, Elisha, and looked like he has it. He said, is it a time? Everything has a time. He knew this boy was owing people. His business was upside down. That's why he needed prayer, he needed counsel. He's still looking for money to pay me up. There are times as a preacher you say, no, don't bother. Listen, there's no hard and fast rule about these things. We just have to learn as Christians to trust in God and be generous. Then you will use your spiritual sense to know what is right and what is not right. I've been to places before. I remember one place I went once. I think my wife and I went together. The fellows were trying to raise money. When, they asked, when I heard the money, what they were raising money for? So they had given me paper to give this. So one boy now came to me afterwards. That where's the paper? I said, I'm not giving, I'm not releasing it. That way I was supposed to write my pledge. I said, I'm not releasing it. The lady happens to somebody that I know. Ah, what's the I said, my friend, will you get away from there? I was so angry that people gathered on a day like this and had to raise money to maybe like, uh, let me look for something very foolish to give us an illustration. And I'm supposed to, and good money, I don't know what, I, like in today's day now, imagine somebody looking for two million naira on a Sunday morning because, because the next church has a banner bigger than their own. So they want to be, be get a bigger banner. What I'm going to say is that, is it right, is it wrong? Maybe it is right, but for me it was wrong and I won't give you a dime for it. If I, if you can, I, look, listen, you, you cannot give your money to what you don't believe in, you won't be blessed. I don't care who the man is there multiplying money. Is if, if you can't understand what it is he wants to do with money and your heart is with it, where your heart does not go, your money should not be found there. Listen, you are a custodian. God, God kept that money in your hand. He expects you to use it wisely. He holds you responsible for how, you, how it is used while it's in your hands. After he has left your hand, it's a different matter. For example, if you give kingdom worth money, and I decide that when you are not looking, Israel, me, Felix, <laughs> you know, okay, Muti Anko, we go downstairs and buy Indian hemp. And <laughs> you are still blessed, amen? Why? Because when you were giving the money, you thought you wanted to use it to preach. You understand my point? So beyond that one, it doesn't concern you anymore. I'm not saying you understand. But before that point, if I say, guys, I feel iry. Somebody buy me cocaine. And you so. <laughs> are you getting my point? Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> That's what I mean by that. Now, like I said, I've said all of these things. I hope you are following me, Sha. I hope you are following me. Now, I said all of this. I'm going to emphasize something. 
All of us have what? A ministry. And for some of us, that ministry is go out, start a business. It is not about be rich. Mm-mm-mm. It is about go out, start a business. Why? Because if you do, all these boys who are lazing around, causing trouble, they will have work to do. And if you stir up another heart like yours, another business starts down the road, more boys, girls are there working. If you start, before you know what's happening, we will take a hundred thousand people off the unemployment market and government will not even know anything about it. You know, the other day, <laughs> one of my brothers went for a meeting. So he told me that, I think I, I made a statement, or he made a statement. How many of you know Dangote? Aleko Dangote. Alaji Aleko Dangote. Emphasis on Alaji. So he said that he was watching TV. Okay, he asked me whether I watched a TV program. I said no. That he saw Dangote, the film at the refinery that they are building in Lagos. $16 billion. He said that when, you, he, said when he saw the man's face, face, that he had compassion on him. I don't know what I get the point. That you could see the nationalism in his face. That the man wants this thing to work. Building a refinery that will be the singular largest in the world. The capacity is more than what Nigeria can consume. A fertilizer plant is attached. He said, ah, sir, I pray for him. I said, oh, you too. I said, I also pray for him. I pray that he will give his life to Christ. That's very good. But honestly, my prayer started with, he will not die, but live and finish the refinery. (laughs) You know, he was in uh, Mali. The day before that, the, the terrorists attacked a particular hotel. The moment the blast went off, people did not know he had left. All the bank MDs in Nigeria were fasting and praying. I was not there, but I just imagined. Everybody was panicking. Now I'm imagining. But everybody was concerned. Stock market will feel and small. Say, no, don't buy any stock yet. We don't know whether Aliko is alive or dead. The man to calm the economics, that's the, the business environment, not only in Nigeria, in Africa, and certain parts of Europe and America, he had to quickly go on Twitter and say, I was in the hotel, but I left a day before the bomb blast. Thank God, you know, everybody was relieved. This is, that's not my story. My story is now is one of our brothers told me, say, Oga, have you ever heard that such a man died? I began to think, true, true. They know they die. Oh. Now, politicians, they win election in the morning, die for afternoon. <laughs> now, politicians. You are winning the election. You will now die inside. You, you have to be a politician. He's a musician or actor that will just take plane. They won't come, they won't come down. He's, that's just for musicians. People who are creating jobs, no. God said, I can send you to hellfire later, but right now, you ain't going to die. Are <laughs> you getting my point? God said, no. You can't die yet. God looks and says, you are blessing more people than most of my children. 
Why am I telling this story? God wants all of us to have an area of life that we are affecting people. Some God say, look, I've given you this money. I'm not saying you don't give up, but this one is give to the man that manufactures equipment. The people who fabricate, go and meet them. Design something, let them fabricate. Then bring it back and start milling my cassava. Can you imagine? Do you know how many combined harvesters are in Nigeria? Don't say it outside. Eight. The whole of Nigeria has eight combined harvesters. Eight. It's an embarrassment. And the Medu group were bragging that they have five out of the eight. So if you remove Meduguri, the rest of Nigeria has three combined harvesters. Because at least some of my children, you go to Benue State and buy land and buy, convi- buy combined harvesters. God says to some people, go and gather money. How do the people in Thailand produce rice and there's not one grain of sand? They will ship you a 100 continent loads of rice and there will not be one grain of sand. Why? No, that's, see this, are, are you getting my point? So we don't realize that these are mission questions. Why is it that when it's locally produced, a huge chunk of it is stone? The ones in Thailand, were they harvested by spirits? Were they processed by angels? God says, why won't my children just ask why? That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. And if I give one of you money to go and answer why, that is the church I want you to build. When you have employed and empowered young men, young women, and empowered the farmers in that area, processing their rights for them, then you can build all the churches you want. That's what God is saying. I, I hope you are getting my point. I'm not saying Christians you don't give. No. But I'm saying we should be responsible. Everybody has what? A ministry. Remember, I know where I began from. I want to close now. Where did I begin, begin from? We activate and fulfill our ministries by what? Faith. Thank you. We activate and fulfill our ministries by faith. I must never forget to drop this one because there are doctors here and our doctors are listening to me. It is a mission, it is a ministry goal to say Nigerians won't go to India for medical treatment again. Yes. And God says, activate it by what? Faith. Activate it by faith. Listen. See this economic downturn that's happening in Nigeria. What I want to tell you, I'm, I'm a bit sure of it. I'm going to call a prophet later in the day and get some clarification on this. Actually, a prophet talked talk to me yesterday and told me something. So I want to clarify and say, do you think this is what the problem is? That God said in Ezekiel chapter 22, I'm about to cut off from Jerusalem both the righteous and the wicked. <laughs> Let me get the scripture. I think it's Ezekiel 22 or 21. Saying I'm about to cut off from the righteous. From Jerusalem. Both the righteous. Yes, 21. 
And she was saying to me that, listen, if the church of God doesn't do what they are supposed to do, both the people that think they are obeying God and the ones that they think are disobeying God, all of them will suffer, suffer together. That this was a word from God. I now began to ask, okay, in what area? I was trying to explain some things to me. I said, okay, we'll talk later. I planned to call back and say, please. Because what came to my spirit immediately was that it's, it's financial problem that the Lord wants to release on everybody. God listen to my message I preached last year. Increase his kingdom. God say why? I need to discipline these people. When I prosper them small, what do they do with their money? With all these years of prosperity, we should have stopped importation of many things. When God gave us money, all we did was to send our children to expensive schools abroad, fly our whole family for holidays here and there. You know, be, you, know you, you will see people buy Italian furniture when it is inferior in strength to the Nigerian one. They want to be able to say, it's Italian. Vanity upon vanity. And the church joined. What am I going to say? You know what God was doing when he was prospering people? He said, why don't you go and ask the Italian which machine he uses to sew his leather? Take it as a mission. Are you getting what I'm going to say? To bring such a machine down and sew your own leather like that. Is that not what the Indians did? The boys gathered money. They are doctors in the U.S., they are doctors in the U.K. They went back home and built the best hospitals. Now, for, for, for Nigerians to do training, how many months do you spend in India? Six months. I'm saying this is a look, we will understand that this is what they call mission. You know what, are you getting my point? And you have a duty to activate your mission in life by faith. So when God waited for us for 10 years, he said, these boys are not doing anything with the money I gave them. So what do you do? Crash the price of oil. Make their dollar, make their naira worth 400 to 1 dollar. Maybe they will learn. Because when I prospered them, what they did was chop life. The ones that I gave the assignment, create industries, flying all over the world, feeling very happy. Build businesses. He said, no, this one I have can take care of my, my children and, and, and schools in the United States so I can pay for them. Because look at you. I'm going to injure somebody. I said, build businesses. Employ 10,000. Make it unnecessary for your nation to import anything in your area. No. He said, you know, Nigeria is a very difficult country. I said, activate protection for your life by faith. Activate increase by faith. One of the reasons why faith is weak. Oh God, I didn't even start. Do you, know, do you know the truth? I didn't read one line of what I planned to read today apart from the scripture. Because I wanted to emphasize something. One of the reasons, this, one, this is the first thing I'm picking from the thing I, I plan to preach today. One of the reasons why faith has been weak for us is because our faith is only, most of us pastors teach it on how to use it to get. You sow a seed so you can get you don't understand that you can sow a seed so you can sow. There are two levels to sow, seed sowing in that regard. Level one, sow, and that's it. Sow. That's the end. You've given, you have given, you're forgetting it. Secondly, you sow, that's the second level, so that God can multiply the seed for further sowing. Is that not what he says? 
No, read it in your Bible. Second Corinthians. He said, God will multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Chapter 9. That is, we don't understand. You know, we often use our faith only for grab, grab, grab. Faith is also used for give, give, give. That's why, you know, you know, how, you know how poor people reason? People who are poor, in pocket, in brain, most importantly, when their minds are poor. They look at like a man, they don't go to say, he's been in a refinery for 16 billion. These rich people are never satisfied. They're always looking for more. Just know a man who has been encased, his brain is an encasement of poverty. No expansion for the mind. That is his core. It's an encasement for poverty. The mind cannot expand. You don't realize that if Dangote builds a refinery for 16 billion, as of last year, 30% of the forex need of Nigeria, 30% was for importation of refined products. If Nigeria spent $3 billion, $1 billion was used to import petrol and kerosene and diesel. That's why the man who builds you a refinery, you pray for him. Direct and indirect, these refineries are supposed to generate 10 or 50,000 jobs. Both directly and indirectly. And do you know, you see a pauper in mind. Saying that, they're rich, what are they looking for? They are never satisfied. Some people can criticize Bishop Wade for all you want. You can criticize him from now to tomorrow. A man that decides to build four universities will live long in Jesus' name. Amen. You can't criticize him. All these men of God, all these men of God. May God correct you on the earth. May He not bring you to heaven to correct you face to face. And you see men like Bishop Wade said, no, put Covenant University there. Put landmark in Quara State. Give me Crown University in, 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 in Cross River. I told my friend, I said, please, get me the account number of Crown University. I must put something inside. We all have a mission. We all have a mission. And it's not only those of us who are pastors. That's what I'm going to emphasize. That's what I'm going to emphasize. And we see it as a mission. It's not about what numbers am I looking for. Listen, my friend, who's talking about what you are looking for? We are looking for what you were created to give. That by the time you finish, say, okay, all the Nigerians that used to go for surgery abroad in this area, they don't go anymore. Why? I built a hospital in Enugu. Every day you look at it, you ensure that the thing is working. There's an institutionalized inefficiency. It's a Nigerian problem. My message is that if you think Buhari will change it, you drank something. That's my message. When they were arresting Dasuki, uh, this man from Benin, I forgot one of these big time lawyers. Very elderly, old man now. I, I think so. They said the boy is a fight, is a lopsided. He said, no, that boy is not yet fighting corruption. He's clearing the road so he can see the corruption. That this is just let's clear the road so we'll know who's corrupt and who's not. You're waiting for him to fix the hospital. The amount of roadblocks. Now they talk. No, I'm saying this. God says, listen, listen, listen. There, there, there are enough people that I'm raising 
that can build places twice as big, twice as efficient. No, not twice. 100 times as efficient as UNTH. But they are taking time to dig in and going for a conference, church conference. That's what I'm talking about. They don't realize that they have to activate it by what? Faith. They have to say, no. I'm going to the U.S. I'm not going to Europe. Here, I will build something that until I start getting referrals from outside Nigeria, I won't be satisfied. People say, can Nigerians pay? Who's paying in India? Spirits? Because they activate it by faith. Not everybody can believe God for healing. Some of them are going to have their brain tumors. Forget it. I just want somebody to build something where they can go and have it removed. They have money. They don't have to suffer like this. That's God's that's, that's mission. Listen, when you see people like Bishop Oedepo, be, be blessing God for their lives. Just listen, for a moment, in your mind, one morning I went out in the morning and I happened to drive around New Haven many places. I saw the number of private schools in Enugu in the morning, you know. So I just imagined that, let's assume for a moment, we have to wait for government to build these schools. Do you know, what, Kala, do you know the chaos you are talking about? Enugu has over 200 private schools. Oh, is that 300? You think Nigerian government can manage that? They can't. Listen, thank God for people like Covenant University, for Bishop Uyideko, who built Covenant, who built Landmark, who's building Crown University. Bless men like that. Pray for them. That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying you, build the thing you are supposed to build. I don't know whether you are getting my point. That's what I'm saying. Build your cassava processing plant, your rice processing plant, your iron smelting plant, whatever it is, build. Build a hospital that is not about I want to make money. No. It's about no. There is no reason. Do you know, you know what they call it? Don't let, me, don't, let, don't let me depress you further. Not depress you further. People will be traveling for 200 kilometers to come and have an MRI scan. In the U.S., every cottage hospital has one. And buying one is cheaper than some of the cars we drive. At least a small one. A used one. There are times you don't, shouldn't buy a particular car. Buy a machine. That's what I'm saying. But my message is what? Activate it by activated by activated by faith. It's not about grabbing for yourself to say this life oh, I must create something. Touch my nation, touch my environment, and it's an activation by faith. I hope you've gotten my point. Let's bow down our heads and let's quickly close. Just say, Lord, increase my faith. The disciples prayed that prayer. Say, Lord, show me what I'm supposed to build. Grant me faith. Faith can be granted. It can be granted. It can be granted. God will hold you responsible for the faith he did not grant you. That's another funny part of it. He will hold you responsible for the faith he did not grant you. Why? You did not reach out to him by faith. To say, grant me faith. Say, Lord, what's my mission? 
grant me faith. So that you will not have to remove from Jerusalem the righteous and the wicked. So that nobody needs to be removed. Say, Lord, have mercy on my unbelief. Say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Oh, give him, give him thanks. I say, Lord, thank you for correcting me. Thank you for your word I've heard today. Thank you for your word that I've heard today. Thank you. Say, I will be responsible. I will be responsible. It's about being available for God to use. Remember, whatever you are going to do for God, you will activate it by faith. Faith, he says, is the substance of things hoped for. And the conviction, the assurance of things not seen. Believe God for great things and he will do them in your life. The reason why faith has been weak is because it's been selfish. The reason why faith has been weak is because it has been self-centered. When you stir up faith to bless the nation, when you stir up faith to bless the advancement of the gospel, when you stir up faith to bless the church of God, when you stir up faith to bless your neighbors, to bless the brethren, to bless the people, God will grant great faith to you and great things will be done through your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's give the Lord thanks. Say, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for today. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Declare after me saying the name of Jesus. I stir up my faith. I stir up myself to take hold of the Lord. And through me, he will manifest his glory. Put up your hand. In the name of Jesus, I bless you with the blessing of God. Amen. For the Father, you came today, goodness and mercy will follow you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. No evil will befall you. Amen. No plague will come near your dwelling place. Amen. Even if you sit on the Boko Haram bomb, for your sake it will not go off. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God will preserve this nation because of you. Amen. You are blessed. Amen. Your family is blessed. Amen. I declare your children blessed. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I declare your children blessed Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God will open clearly to you what is your portion to execute for him on this earth. Amen. You will see it clearly. Amen. Listen to this. Favor will come to you. Amen. Help will come to you. Amen. Listen, you have been trying to borrow 10 million. Hmm? Somebody will give you no interest, 50 million naira to start a business. Amen. In fact, some will say, okay, just give me 25%. Because I know you will do well. I have a word for you. Take it. Don't release more than 25%. You will do well. Amen. You will make that man rich. Amen. You will make him happy he got to know you. Amen. Where banks are charging 20%, 30% interest rate, you will get 0% interest rate. Amen. Because God will send help to you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will get land to use and you will not pay for it. Amen. Ah, say amen like you want that to. I said, for your factory, you will get land to use and you will not pay for it. Amen. In fact, they say they will even pay you if you take some more. Amen. That's the favor that will come to you. Amen. For having a heart that loves God and loves people and loves the nation, God will make all grace abound towards you. You will have all sufficiency in all things and you will abound to every good work. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will end importation in an area. I said, for certain areas, you will end importation. Because your factory will supply the whole of the nation. And will export. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I share the testimony of the factory that, that Dangote is planning to build. That is what God can do for people who will stretch their hands. Listen, this man, um, um, Strive Masiwa, he said, by virtue of faith and the gift of God inside him, he raised $1.5 billion. I'm not talking about $1.5 billion. $1.5 billion to get the shares of Econet out of the public market. That was what God did for him. He will do great things for you also. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, let's share the grace in fellowship. Surely we are born out of death and we are passed into life. We are passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We are passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time. This is my season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ.